Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day of the week, seven days a week. Now, only about thirteen minutes, or uh, only about 30, 13 minutes or so long, but every day of the week, keeping us in God's Word, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we need to be in God's Word regularly and consistently and continually so that we can stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger. But being in God's Word every day also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Helps keep us with a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with the rigors of life every day. You know people in your life who need to turn their lives around, don't you? They need to turn their focus in life, their thinking around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day, and I mean every day, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can, through Facebook friends, text messages, and other, tech, uh, other technological means. You may help somebody in your life turn their lives around and get to heaven. What a wonderful blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a wonderful blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. And we're talking about God says, but I think what we talked about in the introductory section of this particular line of thought and study how God speaks to us, just how God speaks to us. And he speaks to us through his word. When we're reading the Bible, when we're reading scripture, that is the very word of God. Now, I know he used penmen to write those words down so that we can have them preserved for us in the form of the Bible. But those words were written by men who were guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write his very word. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That is, it is God's very word. And so we establish that when God, when we're reading scripture, we're reading what God is saying to us. Some people, they look for God to somehow speak to them, whisper in their ear, make a feeling come over them, whatever it might be. God has given us his word. He speaks to us through scripture, through the Bible. Now, let's begin to look at the general principle of what we're talking about. And as I said, whether they realize it or not, A whole lot of people, and I'm not exaggerating by saying a whole lot of people, they are replacing what God says, what God commands with what they think, what they want to believe. Well, when we say God's word says, we're saying God says. We're reading his word. We're reading what God is saying to us. So God says But you know, I think we can change what God says in places. Now, what do they mean? I think we can change what the Bible is saying, what Scripture is saying. I think we can change what God says in places to make it more relevant for today. So God says, but I think we can change what God says in places here and there 
to make it more relevant to our times. Well, we talked about what Jesus said, how he responded to the devil's temptation after Jesus had fasted for 40 days before he began, just as he was about to begin his public ministry upon this earth as the Savior sent from God. And so after he had fasted for 40 days, and we would think that, well, okay, he must have been at his weakest point at that particular time because he had fasted for 40 days. Maybe even we might think he must have been really weak emotionally and psychologically and mentally because he'd gone without food for so much of that time. And the devil shows up in the scene. The devil's smart. He knows when and how to start to attack us with temptations, to truly lead us into sin and away from God. And so he said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. Show your power. (laughs) Demonstrate vividly who you really are. And how did Jesus respond to the devil's temptation? He said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone physical food, in other words, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, verses 3 and 4. Interesting, isn't it? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every time the devil tempted Jesus, after those 40 days of fasting, Jesus responded with Scripture. Why do we need to stay in God's word? Well, we keep emphasizing that's the basis of our developing our faith, but also staying strong in our faith before God and our faithfulness. But within that truth, we need to stay in Scripture so that we, need, so that we know how to respond to the devil's temptations in our life. Now, we're not looking at him speaking to us and saying, hey, why don't you do this, why don't you do that? But he'll, he will use hum, other human beings to try to tempt us, to lure us into some kind of sinful practice. And we need to know how to respond to those temptations. To get drunk, to get addicted to drugs, to overcome sexual immorality by way of temptation. We need to know how to respond. We need to know what the scriptures teach. In Matthew chapter 5, in verse 18, Jesus said, For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. What do you mean by a jot or a tittle? Well, he was talking about, in the Hebrew language, a jot or a tittle are some of the smallest some of the smallest strokes of the pen in the Hebrew language. We might compare them to oh dotting an i or maybe a comma or an an uh, an uh, apostrophe or something like that. He said not even one of the smallest parts of the of the Hebrew alphabet that are used put together to communicate some of the messages of God through Scripture, not even the smallest strokes shall not come to pass. God's Word is absolutely true. It is absolutely authoritative. And what it says will be. 
either has already happened or it will be. Now, I want us to turn to Galatians chapter 1, Galatians chapter 1, and look at this principle in terms of how we ought to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the message of Christianity, the gospel, if you want to put it down in that simple, succinct form or word. In Galatians chapter 1, beginning with verse 6, we find the Apostle Paul writing to the churches, that is the churches of Galatia, the churches that were the churches of Christ, they had become congregations of the church Jesus came to establish upon this earth. And so Paul writes to them and he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. It had not been long since they had been converted to Christ, since they had been baptized for the remission of their sins, since they had become Christians, and and congregations had been established throughout that province of, of Galatia. Paul says, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that so soon you're turning away to a different gospel. And then he quickly says, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And so what Paul is saying, false teachers have come in among you, and they're teaching you something other than what we taught you as the true gospel of Christ. And I'm amazed that some of you are at least moving in the direction of believing what they have been telling you that contradicts the true gospel. You're, you're moving to a different gospel. That Let me tell you, Paul says, that's not the gospel. When you start changing it, and that's what those false teachers are doing, they're changing, they're twisting the gospel. And so once you do that, it's no longer the true gospel. It's what they have decided. It's their word. Now remember what the basic, the basic message or the basic premise of this particular study is? God says, but I think... Well, that's what those false teachers were doing. They were replacing what God's word says with what they thought. They were trying to improve upon it, justify it in their own minds by changing it. Paul says, "Uh uh-uh, it's no longer the gospel when you start changing it. Once you start changing God's word, it's no longer God's word. It's your word. He goes on in verse 8 and he says, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Paul's saying, don't listen to anybody who changes God's word because that's no longer God's word. They're teaching you their word then. Don't listen to them. In Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, as the New Testament writings come to a close, John writes, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy... God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, heaven in other words, and from the things which are written in this book. 
Now, that's not the only time we read that kind of instruction to stay away from any false teacher who would seek to change God's word. Look back in Deuteronomy chapter 4, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2. You shall not add to the word which I command you, God tells Moses, to tell the people, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Same message, isn't it? You don't add to God's word, you don't take from God's word. Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 32. Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it, nor take away from it. Proverbs chapter 30 and verses 5 and 6. Notice, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Now, when you think about it, Deuteronomy, toward the very beginning of God's word, the Bible. Proverbs, just about in the middle of the Bible. Revelation, at the very end of the Bible. Beginning, middle, end, we keep being told, don't change God's word with what you think or what you want. But now we see that principle repeated over and over and over again all the way through the scriptures. God says, but I think, uh uh-uh. God says, that settles it. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. God, help us to be true to you by being true to your teachings as we apply them to our lives accurately and faithfully and obediently. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.